Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. It is January 24th, 2023. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast, NXT 2.0 edition. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Alfred Kanawa and NYC Demon Diva Issa tonight to talk about NXT. Toxic Attraction, Breaking Up, Question Mark? Chase you. What's going on there? So much to discuss the ins and outs of WWE's developmental brand, NXT. Welcome to the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Of course, if you enjoy this content, please like, share, subscribe, comment, tell a friend. Explain the podcast you listen to. They'll say it's about what? And they'll say, I don't watch wrestling. And you're like, listen to it anyway. It's very good. Please. So, tonight. Tonight, tonight, tonight. Before we hop into the action, Alfred, what is going on in the news? Plenty going on in the news, including good news. It is the beginning of the end of cancel culture as we know it, because Mark Briscoe will be featured on AEW Dynamite tomorrow in a match against ROH great Jay Lethal. They will be honoring the legacy of Mark's brother, legendary Jay Briscoe, who, as we all know, passed away uh, very sadly. And there was a mix-up with Warner Brothers Discovery as recently as today. It was reported early in the morning that Warner Brothers Discovery still does not want Mark Briscoe or Jay Briscoe on their television. But now, because of the recent events, you know, this is, of course, stemming back to the tweet made by Jay Briscoe that was seen as homophobic. Uh, They have been banned from Warner Brothers Discovery, but that decision was reversed uh, in honor of Jay Briscoe. It's unfortunately the guy had to die for them to see how stupid such a decision was. But Mark Briscoe will be competing on AEW Dynamite against Jay Lethal. Are you looking to watch that tomorrow, Issa? Yeah, I think it's going to be very emotional, honestly. Mm. I am. Uh, I know a lot of people are just going back and forwarding. Is it too late? Is it too little, too late, this or that? Honestly, what I find mind-blowing is Mark Briscoe ready to go and, and being able to come in here and wrestle a match honoring his brother so soon after the passing. Uh, but it would have been Jay Briscoe's birthday, and I think it's going to be mm. emotional. And I'm looking, I'm looking forward to seeing this. And I'm just very, ha- very. I don't want to say happy, but I think it's it's good to see Mark being 
in spirits high enough to go out there and wrestle a match. I do think it's going to be emotional, and I'm looking forward to seeing it. I think it'll be a high point of wrestling on television this week, which is saying something given uh, everything that's going on in the world of WWE and AEW. Yeah, and you saw AEW had what many would consider the greatest tribute show in history for Mr. Brody Lee, which I think is one of the many reasons that people had their expectations high for a possible tribute show to Jay Briscoe. And when that didn't happen, I think that led to a lot of the unrest in terms of Warner Brothers Discovery blocking Jay Briscoe. And this match alone, I think, is going to encapsulate that emotion of the Brody Lee show in terms of this being the proper send-off of Jay Lethal. And I hate that this stupid thing about tweets and reducing somebody's life and what they are about to a tweet i hate that that's even part of the discussion and the narrative of jay briscoe's death but hopefully and even though this is not what he intended for or what he really should be standing on hopefully part of jay briscoe's legacy is going to be how stupid it is to cancel somebody or to block somebody from existence because of one thing they said or because of their worst moment i hope through jay briscoe's death we're able to see that when people improve in their lives when people make a mistake and are able to come back maybe we should pay attention to that aspect instead of just this is their worst moment. We're going to define them by that. And even after their death, we're going to fight tooth and nail to keep them from that. And in Warner Brothers Discovery's defense, this is how people act. This is not just them. Mm. People do this. Right. Twitter does this. People are doing this. I just thought it was so hilarious, all these people taking issue with Warner Brothers Discovery canceling somebody when it's like, this is our everyday life. This is the world we live in. And hopefully through Jay Briscoe, at least the wrestling community is going to be able to see how stupid that way of life is. Very, very well said, Alfred. I agree. Um, I, I did like seeing how many testimonials of the kind of person that Jay Briscoe was came out to light in this week. I wish people would have spoken for him sooner mm. um, before the tragedy happened, because I do think that we were all in the agreement that it was a mistake that happened a long time ago. But seeing everybody speak so positively about him, I really wish it would have happened before so that this could have been handled prior to this tragedy happening. But sometimes, you know, this is how it goes. I'm just glad to see a change. Yeah, absolutely. I think it'll be a great match full of great moments uh, tomorrow night. And yeah, it's it's crazy that this has had to happen for AEW and Warner Brothers. Well, Warner Brothers uh, to reconsider. uh, Although I think uh, they've got their hands full with uh, the Adult Swim Rick and Morty news today. Oh, a lot going on with that. <laughs> Hopefully that doesn't overshadow anything, but yeah. So it'll be happy 39th birthday for oh. Jay Briscoe. And, uh, you know, gone too soon. Uh, of course, WWE celebrated an anniversary of their own with Raw 30, and it was a record-setting occasion. What a course, great said, show it was. It was so It fun. was a really fantastic show i thought a great honoring not everybody thought so but we're gonna get to that (laughs) too but uh, wb raw 30 record-breaking domestic gate one of the highest they've ever done Fourteen thousand five hundred people paid it said which is a huge number for all that's a pay-per-view number and then also the biggest rating in the three years with over 2.4 million people tuning in of course, this is also a Raw that did not have to go head-to-head with football. Last week, it went head-to-head with a playoff game, did one of its worst numbers ever. But this time, football is not only out of the way, but they're really kind of kicking off WrestleMania season with this big Raw 30 show that did huge numbers. Uh, did you like Raw 30? It sounds like you did, Issa. What was your favorite part? I mean, the trial, the, the trial court was incredible, probably a what I would call a perfect segment. I wanted three hours of it. I thought they did an excellent job. I was very high up on that 
metaphor passing of the torch moment between Taker and Bray. I'm a big fan of the way that the Nostalgia and Legends Act were used the right way, which was to like really shine a light on the newer talent today. I will say I, I wish they would have not cut the steel cage match. I did mm -hmm. think there was other things that could have been cut short to give us the steel cage match. Um, I didn't like it. The beatdown was effective. At least they didn't completely take it off TV, right? But I do. I, I was looking forward to that match. That was an advertised match. And, and as the show went on, I kept seeing things that we could have cut just a little bit shorter just to give Becky and Bailey a few minutes to, to do their crafts. But overall, I got to tell you, I thought that was the best episode of Raw that wow. we've seen in a long time. However, 30 years of history is very hard to squeeze into a three-hour show, especially when the first hour was so heavy. You're not going to make everybody happy. People will find something to complain about, huh? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> we'll get to that shortly, but Glenn, your thoughts on Raw 30 or what you've heard about or anything? I watched, I watched the first hour. I was bummed about the Steel Cage match. thought the trial was a good segment. Um yeah, I mean, it's funny they're doing the poker game again because they did that at Raw 25. Yeah, a little lazy. Yeah, that 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 that's what I would have cut. I know they wanted to Why did they just feature. like playing poker? I know, and I know it's an easy <laughs> way to feature a lot of uh, legends in a segment. I get it. Um, but no, it, it, I thought it was entertaining. Um, but yeah, the Steel Cage thing, it's just, it just seems, once again, look at NXT and the amount of time that women get on that show. And then even compared to SmackDown, but compared to SmackDown to Raw, and it just felt like last night, like they just did not care. And, and, and this, this wasn't, I mean, no disrespect to any women, uh, in lower popularity, but I mean, Becky versus Bailey, like that's, that's a big deal, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And you're not alone in your thoughts, Glenn. I did think Raw 30 was a great episode. I absolutely loved the, tribal court segment even on the level like even when pro wrestling is great very rarely am i thinking as much as i am watching it because i think the characters are so fleshed out that i could have seen either way like i didn't know whether or not solo was gonna attack sammy because of how much he liked him early and when he did i was actually pleasantly surprised at jay uso breaking it up but that shows oh you how long God. he's come because he used to hate sammy so there are so yeah. many intertwining deep like personal, I don't think any wrestling storyline has been this deep in terms of how deep they've dug into the characters as a bloodline. And several, I, I love, I love that Jay came to the rescue. Yeah, I was yeah. not expecting it. I love the performance. I know there was a meme. I shared it on my story. There was a meme going around of like best supporting actor goes to Jay Uso <laughs> when he did the whole speech, <laughs> and he said, "Sammy, you always saw the good in me, and I love you 100." And I was like, "He really loves him." You know, I, I don't know. I still don't know. The video evidence was superb. Paul Heyman was incredible in this segment. And again, Roman just conveys some most, some most emotion. Every time that he raises his voice, he like really puts everybody into like, oh crap mode. I, I, I really, really thought this was well done, especially for a segment that they might have had to throw together within the last few days because this was not what they had planned yeah. for them for this week. And do you yeah. think part of the reason I think Jay defending Sammy was powerful, but do you think part of the reason is because Sammy actually said very little? Do you think part of the reason why was because they knew that someone that Roman everyone would be corpsing if Sammy talked too much during no, this? No, Glenn, segment? the reason why Sammy said very little is because he's a traitor. You're not falling for it, are you? <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like they've really thought this through. And I, and I think even though this was put together at the last minute, 
I don't think it seems like a last minute decision to let Jay be the one to save him because it just shows you it's them telegraphing how much he's evolved. This guy used to be the number one. Remember, if you remember the greatest moment of the storyline, arguably, was when uh, Sami Zayn was anointed the honorary Uso. And the great photo is Sami and everybody celebrating and Jay Uso in the back like this <laughs> mf But now he's come all the way around. And I think that speaks to the storyline itself. Well, we'll see what happens Saturday at the Royal Rumble. Yeah, and really, my, my favorite part of this segment was when uh, a couple of you in the chat have heard when Roman Reigns just gets so fed up, he goes, Son Son up! <laughs> he just calls one of his goons on Sammy saying, that was the most gangster thing I've ever seen Roman Reigns I know. <laughs> he said one of his little N-words on it. I absolutely loved it. I was like. <laughs> That's great for Solo, too, because real. it's like the tribal chief. Like, what's the most dangerous thing I can do to Sammy Zane? I'm going to get this guy. Like, that was great for putting over Solo Sokoa, too. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah. But segment. not everybody, as we've been saying, thought it was really cool. Uh, to Glenn's point about the women representation, the Bella Twins took to IG Live almost immediately after Raw 30. Very interesting because the Bellas were supposed to be featured on Raw 30, and they were not part of the show. It is under the pressure that they saw what they were supposed to do, probably playing poker, and they did not want to do it. And then they lashed out at WWE not having time to show Sasha Banks, Soraya, who was known as Paige, saying but the Bellas were not featured. Just, just, just mentioning that they did show them in the video, but you know, just... yes, there, there, there was a reshowing of them. <laughs> but uh, the, the main right. point is that women were not, and, and it is a good point because when you look back at the episode, yes, it was a great episode. Yes, WWE does have a women's evolution, and women are doing great in wrestling right now. But this particular episode, honoring the history of Raw, did not do a great job honoring the history of women's wrestling. It, it didn't uh, do Raw. a good job at honoring the Bellas. Yes, and especially hmm. the Bellas. There might be heat there because, you know, Nikki Bella has come out in the past. I believe SummerSlam, when Bianca Belair got buried in like 30 seconds, she had some very strong words against that, too. Right, right. And the same when thing it, here, when too. It's, so. When it's not about her, she always comes and says something. <laughs> yeah, we know. And don't they have another season of their show coming up? Yeah, on Thursday. Like Nikki Bella so does we gotta, have we gotta, we gotta be relevant, you know? Yeah, we know. Yeah. We know the game. We know the game. They know how to play it. Props to the Bellas. So, so, okay, so it sounds like you said you don't really think there's credence to the idea of WWE being, uh, you know, not really showing the women in the best light on Raw in terms of what the Bellas said. I think that I personally, and this is just my opinion, thought that seeing a segment between Bianca and Charlotte, I loved it. That's the one horsewoman Bianca hasn't beaten. I'm very mm. high on, on Bianca right now. And I personally thought that it was great. And you had the Alexa Bliss segment, which pushed a story uh, up for a match on Saturday. So I can see why you would cut Bailey and Becky, who are probably going to be in the Rumble and don't really have a match going into Saturday and not cut this. I like seeing Charlotte and Bianca, two of the best to be doing it today. Had that face off. We know Bianca wants a dub over Charlotte. So I like seeing Medusa and she had the, the women's championship backstage. It's live television. It's 30 years of weekly three hours of history. You're not going to get to everybody. There was a lot of men that have made a lot of history that were not mentioned or shown either. But you know who wasn't shown, not even in the video packages? The Bellas. <laughs> so... <laughs> What are you salty about, really? Um, sometimes the more WWE leans on its past with things like this, it just kind of it's it, it's weird because it's an ongoing thing, right? Like they're still putting out new programming, and I don't know. I think it, it shows how much some of that stuff hasn't aged well, or how some people like their shtick. I'm not want to say they haven't aged well, but their shtick hasn't aged well. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's okay. You know, I guess five more years, so we got to do another one of these. 
And we also got to think about the fact that, of course, the Royal Rumble, how they booked these two matches might speak to how little the women are being emphasized as 15 men have been featured and advertised for the Royal Rumble, whereas seven women out of 30 have been advertised. But at the same time, between all these surprise returns of the Triple H era, we had a lot of surprises last night. They got to save something for the Royal Rumble. And I'm guessing that they just decided for the women, we're just going to save all the big surprises we'd have mm-hmm. for the women. Instead of Raw, we'll put them on the Royal Rumble. And if you watch the show, they definitely did run long because they literally went off the air while Corey Graves was in the middle of a sentence they had to rush off the air and yeah. so this show did go long and unfortunately the women are in that group that gets affected when things like this happen yeah well, there was a lot of commercial breaks towards mm, hour yeah. two and three with the first hour being commercial free I I, I I don't know I just didn't think much of it until then I saw everybody tweeting it afterwards and I was like I'm not bothered by what was said or the way that things were represented I again I was a big fan as soon as Bianca interrupted Charlotte I popped huge because I Mm want to see that match and I thought that Mm -hmm. was like there's not a lot of history between the way the women's were booked back in the day we're talking history to how they're booked now so it's very hard to see somebody like what are you gonna do have kelly kelly try to talk to bianca Belair about wrestling yeah. no <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> so I that, would like that, to hear that conversation me. uh <laughs> but part of me it's only about a year and a half till we have to do this again because uh this was you know raw there's been 1500 and change episodes so when we get to raw 2000 it won't yeah, be five can... years it'll be about a year and a half and they'll do this again we can get a segment on ivory asked bianca Belair if she could touch her hair That'll be uh, incredible. And then also a shout out to Ahmed Johnson, who's not featured on the Raw 30. And I thought that he was snubbed as well. I will say one thing. I'm sorry. I have to say it. When the show opened and the first music that we heard, I was like, oh, it's only downhill from here. So I'm glad glad we recovered well. (laughs) Sheet Black, Buck 99 saying Raw was great last night. I agree. I enjoyed Um, it. It did not feel like a three-hour show. I think the commercial-free first hour helped, but that segment was really great, too. So I was into yeah. all of it. Uh, she Black, I believe, also saying life is, in, life is MF. Yeah. Um, it's yes. not PG, I would. Hmm. Yeah. We'll be watching AEW tomorrow, as always. I think AEW is going to do... Uh, they're going to turn out their, their fans tomorrow. Uh, and then Mia Lee, 499, saying, I must say, I'm really loving Kiana. She got something in Tiffany looked flawless. I could see her and Saul... Main event to take over for the title one day. Poor Nikita. I mm. talk about that. Yes. What else is uh, going on in the news? Oh, that is the news. But you know, oh. you got to get vaccinated, or your ankle will start acting up. So remember that, kids. What did Undertaker say to Bray Wyatt last night? He told him to vote for Ron DeSantis. <laughs> he was laying out his whole platform and just trying to convince him to try to get some converters. So, let's talk about NXT. 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 What is going on with NXT? Tonight, we opened with Indy Hartwell versus Tiffany Stratton. I thought Tiffany looked so good in this match. Really, really liked her. The the look, the, the moves, her finisher was incredible. I thought Indy was great, too, but this was definitely... Uh, Tiffany Stratton showcase and and she she showed up. I really really liked it. If if Indy's not getting a call up to the main roster, like 
this is the stage of her NXT career right now. In the well, I don't know. They they managed to do a good job with making me interested in this Carmelo Hayes and Apollo match going into the next premium live event. But Indy and Carmelo have reached that territory where it's like, what else is there to do? Just call them up. I wouldn't be surprised if we see either one of them show up at the Rumble. Yeah, they've yeah. lost. And maybe it's that the main roster is so full, but I mean, think about five years ago, four years ago, like it, it's been this trajectory. I think if you were watching around takeover Brooklyn and everything that happened after that, people were getting called up at the absolute right time. And then that time has gotten longer and longer in recent years where it's like you, you stay in NXT where they have nothing for you until you get that and it's just it's getting to the point where it's becoming very obvious and it's hurting talent cameron grimes is a great example of this i think indy is a great example of this like yeah if you don't get that call up you're just gonna wither mm-hmm. which is unfortunate you know yeah that's a good point that like kind of purgatory period between them leaving nxt and coming to the main roster yeah it really does seem longer and for some people we don't even know whether that's purgatory or whether or not maybe WWE just decided against them being on the main roster because we have seen some people return to nxt so yeah it's been a while for a couple of people but you know i felt the same way indy hartwell is in a weird place to where it's like yeah i agree that she's been in nxt for so long that she probably should be in the main roster but it doesn't seem like there are any imminent it seems like both nxt and the main roster don't know what to do with her well you know, if yeah. not the Rumble Mania season, maybe we will go back to the post Mania debuts um, this year. But 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 part of it too, though, is because if you think about momentum, there's been a lot of people that when they had the momentum, they didn't get called up. You know, so it's like Tiffany Strand's back. They've got plans for her. But yeah, I think Wendy Chu is entering a later phase of her NXT career if she doesn't get the call up soon. Um, you know, they, for whatever reasons, they've never really, uh, uh, ran with Nikita fully. I mean, I don't know, but, but the women get an, a great amount of time on NXT. I cannot put yes, that I over do. enough. I call it ladies nights on Tuesday because they yeah. really do showcase them. They're still the most exciting thing on the show. So, um, Tiffany Stratton won this match. We'll see what's next for her. Then we had an interview with JC Jane and she was talking some smack about Gigi Dolan, toxic attraction. Maybe, you know, it's a toxic relationship now and they're not getting along. Uh-huh. Sure. Yeah. It seemed very abrupt. And my first thought, I was talking to my wife, yeah. I'm like, what did I miss? What did yeah. I miss? Same. <laughs> I, mean, I was like, did I miss going. one of those Twitter videos yeah. or something? Because right. when did they when did they get mad at each other? <laughs> yeah, I immediately just started thinking, wait, how did last week end? Did I miss like a turn or something like that? And then when I, re- I was like, oh, okay, they're just doing the heel thing where... Because both of them were so over the top of it that it's like, oh, I know where this is going. And it really did make Roxanne look like a very smart baby face at the end. Yeah. Um, oh, speaking of things on social media, I forgot to mention because they open with this. If you were wondering if that tweet yesterday or whatever from the Performance Center was was a work, tonight gave you your answer with uh, Grayson and Braun. People thought this was social yeah. media. I was like, are yeah. you kidding me? And listen, I saw a lot of people who are very well connected in this business who should know better, who did not know better. What? <laughs> they, they did a good job making this look, but eventually it's like, oh, okay. You can kind of see that this was produced, but a lot of people thought this was real. Here's when I thought did it was real. The, I'm sorry. Did you see, I'm sorry. Did you see the Grayson Waller apology on Instagram? Oh, no, I didn't see that. My God, he's so good. Grayson Waller. Yeah, you have to. It's so good. 
Sorry, it was cool ahead. how they did this, though. Shouts to WWE for at least going out of their way to try to make this look real. Because what they did is they had this lady kind of record her like video diary about what's going on. And she, and she was made live. Like, oh, oh my she god, was live. Exactly. And then she yeah. made it seem like, oh my god, what's going on here? So it was a really well thought yeah. out way to make it look real. But I've just seen so many WWE brawls that you knew that. Like I just knew looking at it. Oh, okay, so that's a work. But they did a great job making it look. Like as it soon as she started yelling, "Hey yo, chill!" Yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. It's not real. It's not real. <laughs> hey fam. <laughs> Here's yeah, that's how I react. <laughs> here's when I knew it it wasn't real. When I realized it was Grayson Waller and Braun Breaker. I thought originally when right. I first saw it, I was like, I thought it was just two people that got in a fight in the performance right. center. And and my first thought was like, oh, they should use this for an angle. You know? Uh <laughs> lo and behold. Um, but yeah, it's crazy how when you watch what they cut together tonight, and this was very good. It's a shame more people don't watch NXT because it's actually probably one of, one of the better things WWE has produced in that they made it like, um, oh, the end of, uh, what's the movie? Um, I'm blanking this. Uh, the, they, they made it like one of those found footage movies where they started cutting yeah. between everybody's social media showing right. the fight. That was oh, very well that, done. Yeah. Yeah. It was very you know, well done. It's incredible that we had that many angles and that many POVs of this fight yeah. backstage at the performance centers, yet no video of the CM Punk and the Elite fight. It's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and, the, and the best part is like everybody in AEW vlogs. How have we not seen any footage of that? But this magically, everybody was recording at the time. You know? Yeah, you'd think at least Sammy Guevara would have uh, right. footage of that. You know I mean? He doesn't vlog every week. What the hell the elite. Being the elite, yeah. the elite built this company. Sometimes being the elite gets more views than freaking Dynamite itself, and they don't yeah. have any footage. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame, uh, because uh, yeah, if Raw or SmackDown did something like this, or if AEW did something like this, we'd all be everyone would be talking about it. But this this opening tonight was really, really good. And, and uh, uh, the earlier point, it is kind of brilliant how they did this yesterday, how they had the one video go out. And that's the thing. It seemed so random. Again, before I knew who was involved in it, I was like, Man, this looks kind of like any other scuffle I've ever seen. Um, but yeah, as soon as you knew it was Grayson and Braun, it was like... Yeah, I, I felt... Biggest... Go ahead, Alfred. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead, Isa. Go. No, I was just going to say I fell for it <laughs> because I saw it being tweeted by normal wrestling news websites and yeah, then right. i start watching i watched the video and then once it got to who it was i was like really guys really yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is something i think we would never see under vince mcmahon this is the biggest difference i think in the triple h era is that use of connecting with social media because they did something similar with matt riddle and seth rollins when they got in the fight and they had that yeah. like overhead shot and i don't think they posted anything from wwe's actual cameras they mm. just relied on fan footage and they retweeted that to make it and obviously it's not real given who's in the fight but doing stuff like that i think is really cool in at least allowing me to suspend my disbelief yeah oh i'm sorry i don't mean to interrupt but do you guys for one second last night during the dx segment when triple h says oh this booking stuff is really hard i wish somebody would come out and help me out did you not think this was coming out even the crowd started uh, booing. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was i'd never been happier to see teddy long in my life <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I didn't even think of it that way, but you're right. Like that could have led to the return of like, oh my goodness. I gotta be honest, it was during the DX segment when I was just like, no, this feels too much like Raw 25. I'm done. <laughs> I will say, here's a big difference: is that 
and this is a big difference throughout the show is that the celebrities and the legends did not overshadow the newer generation. I know. Yes, was selling that Gunther was terrifying, and mm. they admitted, like, we can't beat this guy up. We got to get somebody else to do it. So the legends and celebrities made cameo appearances where they were in the background, which is, I think, how all these shows need to be. And at no point the legends felt disrespected. Like when right. when Triple H is staring down Gunther, you're like, oh, I kind of want to see it. I didn't think I did, but I did, you know. And then he said, no, I'm retired. We had the yeah. same moment with the Undertaker, where I was like, is Undertaker gonna choke Slam LA Knight and completely bury him ahead of his fight? No, he passed him on to Bray yeah. Wyatt. Yeah, it was, it was very well done. But I will say that the X segment is one that I was like, we just saw them reunite a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. They could have cut this down for the ladies. Yes. DX has never been apart long enough. I mean, half of them work for the company. I mean, there's a DX reunion like weekly during a, a meeting. It's probably it's probably on their calendar. That's probably what they call their production meeting, just DX reunion. Um, <laughs> you know, it's not it's not special anymore. Like, go away a while. It's like Kiss has never stopped touring, you know, since they got the makeup back. It's like we need to kind of forget you to appreciate you again. Yeah. Have they had the foresight to know that there was going to be a Raw 30, which they should have, but had they known that this was going to happen on Raw 30, I don't think they would have done that DX reunion at all. Yeah. Well, how did they not know there was going to be a Raw 30? Yeah, they obviously like, knew, but they didn't put together the pieces that DX would be there. Like, I don't think they just they even thought about it. And had they thought about, like, yeah, we're going to have DX at Raw 30 in a couple months, they really shouldn't have done that because I thought the same thing right. about it. That we just saw this, and there was that big controversy of, oh, are the fans going to chant for daddy ass? They didn't then. They didn't now. But... It would have been nice to see Billy Gunn as part of this DX reunion. I agree. Um, so Chase, you had an award ceremony for Thea Hale, future <laughs> NXT women's champion, Thea Hale tonight. And it was yep. interrupted by JD McDonough. Yeah. Then had a match with Andre Chase and beat him. Yep. <laughs> JD is very good in the ring. I like watching him wrestle. Anything else that he does, I do not care. I love Tia Hale throughout the entire episode. Not just here, throughout the entire episode. She just stands out. Her personality is over the top, and I love it. But yeah, JD is somebody that I really don't care, but every time he wrestles, he captivates me. He's very good in the ring. Yeah, I think this could have done without him. I mm -hmm. was enjoying this so much before he came that I was hoping, even by the end, I was hoping this whole thing would be about the graduation. I think Thea Hale, if I was to draft any of these women and like put stock in them, Thea Hale would probably be at the top of the list because she's got that personality. She's got the facials and the wrestling will come. She's like a super athlete, shouts to the NIL. And I thought she played her part perfectly. I think they completely understand what they have in Thea Hale in terms of making her like this short size kind of like a bam bam character from the flintstones where she's this little like super powerful person but her personality is really what's gonna win her, everybody over and i i just watched a segment like i've done since she's debuted and thought wow thea hale is gonna be a big deal when she gets on the main roster um yeah i mean given so given the lack of graduation from nxt <laughs> I mean, honestly, they should just turn NXT level up into a women's wrestling show uh, and and have storylines. It should be like uh, like Glow was and just have storylines that keep going. It's not about championships. It's just about what's going on there. I think it would be very compelling TV. And I think we need to kind of I know NXT is supposed to be back to developmental, but that would be an interesting way to spin off the idea of how can we do something with all this talent, maybe bring in women from the main roster um and not have it feel like oh you, you either you know move upward or you get cut you know i agree that that'd be a good idea a lot of these secondary shows and even like you know like main event or level up 
I think they should be taking these risks, like how you said. Because sometimes NXT, even nights like tonight, came off like part sitcom, part wrestling show, where mm-hmm. there was a lot of yeah. vignettes on location and backstage vignettes. And if they just took that element and and made it like half the show was them doing stuff backstage to build up to what happened to the show, I think that'd be very interesting. Yeah, there's a lot you could do with it. Um, well, then we had Fallon Henley and Keanu James versus Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley. Alfred, what'd you think of this? I thought it was good. I'm still not clear on how um, James became a baby face. Like, I know she had a crush on the Virgin and whatnot, but they didn't really do a good job explaining, like, why is she baby face now? She lost the farm. How come she's not trying to launch another dastardly plan? But it looks like they're just kind of forcing her and uh, Fallon Henley together. And it's really weird. Is it Fallon Henley or Tatum Paxley? Fallon Henley, right? Yeah. Fallon Henley, yeah. Okay. So Fallon and Keanu won. Issa, do you think this is a long game by Keanu to get Fallon's bar? No, she's just trying to take this kid's V card. Ah! I hope it's a long play to get the... Because they just dropped that storyline cold. And this would be a good way of bringing it back. But it really was random how she just all of a sudden... And the plot twist, it'll happen at the bar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nice segment backstage, uh, New Day, Idris, No Fame, Malik Blade, but then they were interrupted by Schism. <laughs> and that's what we all thought of that segment. <laughs> Nobody wants to interrupt this segment. <laughs> Tag team invitational next week. Uh, I love the New Day and everything, but they're heels in this promotion. I have not really liked the booking of the New Day since they got... I love the big pop they got at first. I love that they won the tag titles, but the New Day characters in NXT are just heels who are stringing everybody along. Issa, what Agreed. did you think of Apollo in the barbershop with Carmelo and, uh, yeah, saying he's not done chasing the NXT championship? He's got more to journal about. Why was the barber touching up his hair when he was clearly shaving instead of touching up his beard? <laughs> thought it was great. I thought it was great. This is the best Apollo has looked. He's not very good at fishing. At the diner, he comes off soft. Here, he was cool, collected. I like the interaction. I like this segment. Yeah, well, I, I always love these barbershop segments. And, yeah. you know, get, he was getting a nice shine on his bald head. It's funny because this barbershop, it's always the bald guys who talk the most. You just come in there. They don't really get anything cut or shaved. They just sit there and they talk the most, even though they have because no Because that's therapy. That's therapy, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, what's next for Apollo, in your opinion, Alfred? Well, I think it's weird. I don't like when they book like this. WWE, I think AEW's done this too, where it's like each guy's won once. So we're going to have a two out of three falls match. No, you just have, you need one more match. You need a third match because mm-hmm. ideally the two out of three falls, each of the guys are going to get a fall. So we've already wasted our time there. So why not just have one more rubber match? And so I think it's going to be a great two out of three falls. Uh, I hope, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure that Apollo Cruz is going to lose uh, this match and, and Carmelo Hayes is going to win, but. Maybe Apollo goes over and this is the way they send off um, Carmelo Hayes. But That's wow. what Carmelo I was winning. thinking. That's what I was thinking. So I have a feeling Carmelo's staying. And if he's staying, he's got to move into some kind of title picture. So <sighs> as, long, as long as Carmelo Hayes goes into the main roster, I can see Apollo being the one that goes over here. Yeah. Well, after this, we had Creed versus Gulak and Walker. Wanker. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. 
how did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Wayne Cocker. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, this was a good match. I mean, but Creed won, and then it really set up the confrontation with Ninja Shear afterwards. Yeah, Ivy's turning heel for sure. Yeah. Uh, Definitely. Gigi Dolan talks back about JC. Foreshadowing. Very much so. Both both of these women can't stand each other to this point. <laughs> it's they weren't really that mean, which right. is funny because it's like here are the two here are like the mean girls of NXT. They were in a duo called Toxic Attraction. And it was like, a fake out, Glenn. They can't be that mean. That's how that's that's why I wasn't believing. Imagine that that would be like if I say, "Hey, Glenn, let's just let's let's run an angle, and you be really mean to me in the podcast, and you take it really seriously, and you say things that end up really breaking our friendship." You know, you gotta you gotta watch it. (laughs) Yeah, if she wanted to be convincing in terms of being mean, she should have really gone in and been like, "That's why Darby Allen left your ass," or something like that. Otherwise, I'm not gonna buy it. Damn. <laughs> uh, Alexa Lopez took on Wendy Chu. And got yep, she cheated. She yes. cheated. She used are the brass still, knucks. Are we still doing anything with Wendy Chu or is she going back to being this character? Because they were teasing that she was going to do something else. She's not doing anything else. Just annoying me on the weekly. Jeez. <laughs> Valentina Faraz. brass knuckles. Slow heel turn. When are we when are we getting Electra and Tony D'Angelo? Yeah. Tony it's was great tonight. tonight. Yeah, they were at an Italian restaurant. They had the back room. Tony and Stax. Tony's the Don. Stax is uh the underboss. Underboss. And uh I believe there's only two of them in the crime family, so you know, gotta get some more people. Yeah, they didn't even have to pay for their meal. That's how you know. That's the goat did look great too. That white blazer with the piping. Yeah. I usually don't like piping, but on Tony D'Angelo, impeccable. Mm. Honestly, anything that he puts on looks great on him. Yeah. It's uh, this still blows my mind that they haven't done more with him. Me too. Well, he got he's healthy now. He got injured. But he's healthy now. There's no more excuses. I think he's been healthy for a month now. I know. I would trade 
Braun Breaker's entire championship run <laughs> for Tony D'Angelo. Oh, I'm with you. Me too. <laughs> it's coming. Me too. He'll win it eventually. I don't know if I, I – I would trade it too. It hasn't been much of a run. I think Braun Breaker's going to be a big star, but this run hasn't been much of a run. Uh, well, speaking of Braun, uh, oh, uh, well, Stevie Turner uh, joined Mitchell. Stevie Turner should have been the one streaming the brawl. Yes. That's her she can't stream the brawl. She's never on set. She's always sitting in her living room streaming. That's right. Well, she'll she be couldn't there even show week. up. Uh, yeah. But Grayson Waller called out Braun Breaker. And this occurred to me after we talked about it with Cody last night. Like, seriously, here's a trend. This shows how WWE doesn't pay attention to any trend whatsoever. Because, again, why wasn't Grayson calling Braun Breaker a Nepo baby? Like, <laughs> they're, 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 this is just low-hanging fruit. This is so simple. So yeah. simple to do this. But he called out Braun. I mean, look, just thank God this match is coming up soon. Uh, because I need Grayson Waller to become champion. Me too. Yeah, he should be the favorite, especially because I see Braun Breaker moving on. I see him at the top of the list in terms of somebody they want to call up. And I think it'd be really cool to see Grayson Waller as a heel champion. We haven't really gotten that in NXT, the heel world champion. I feel like Carmelo Hayes is the closest we've gotten when he had the uh, North American title. But like a really long heel world title run, I think Grayson Waller is going to kill it. Me too. Me too. I did like the spear through the barricade. I thought the sound sounded pretty good. That was crazy. Yeah, great. but it's just like another week of Grayson Waller outsmarting Braun Breaker. Yeah. It also it reminded me, and I'm sure they gimmicked it this way. It looked it looked like uh, the Bugs Bunny cartoon, or you know, <laughs> yes. that, like when he comes through the wall. And there's yes. an imprint through the wall. That's what it looked like. Like when he paints oh, it and then funny. he puts it on there and yeah, he runs I'm... through it, and then just you know, there's the the silhouette. Well, now that you bring this up, he said that. Braun Breaker keeps getting outsmarted. I mean, as a babyface, you would think that if he gets outsmarted next week, then the plan is Braun Breaker wins by outsmarting Grayson Waller. Because it would be uh, weird if the babyface got yeah. outsmarted all the way leading up to the match, and then the heel outsmarted the babyface again. He can't. I do not expect uh, Braun Breaker can outsmart anybody. <laughs> like his gimmick is, I'm a big, strong guy, and I'm gonna kick your butt. It's not like I'm gonna outsmart you. That's not the vibes I get from him. He can outsmart his uncle. Dylan Matthews in that <laughs> cardboard barricade had a family, damn it. Uh, Sheed Blacks, 999. Thank you, Sheed. NXT was actually entertaining tonight. I have a hard time following the show. The storylines are terrible or non-existent. Amen. I think there's just a lot of them to follow, and they're not always good. And a couple of them are okay, but yeah, they, they can get a little bit overdone. Sometimes they have too much continuity with the worst storylines. Yeah. That's my biggest NXT critique. They're focused, they're putting that's a that's that's a great observation. They they keep the storylines that don't need to keep going. Those are the ones that yeah. Like I'm sorry, like Isle Dawn and Alba Fire. I thought I thought this was done. Oh, we were past this. I actually expected Isla Dawn to be the person who Me helped too. tag yeah. team, but I mean she came in at the end, but it was all right. Me too. Yeah. Uh, so we did have Caden Carter and Katana Chance. It was gonna be two on one against Alba Fire, but Saul Ruka. Rising star in NXT with a finisher that's phenomenal. If you don't think about the logic behind it, um, showed up to try and help Alba, and they lost. Yep. And Isla Dawn was there after. But you walked to the back with Alba, because. so maybe they are teaming up. 
Yeah, I think they're definitely teaming up. And I have no problem with that because of they're both these supernatural dark characters. I did like some of the athletic displays from Sol Ruka. She had that big splash spot where she just floated through midair. This is a phenomenal athlete. Shout out to the NIL. And I really hope she shows up in the Royal Rumble. I think she, if whatever they have planned, whatever crazy idea they would have planned for her, like if she is a very phenomenal athlete, and I think she can pull it off. G-Roy J saying Braun's gimmick is Wreck-It Ralph. It is! You know, that's not necessarily bad either. I loved Wreck-It Ralph. That's one of my, funny. One of my favorite uh, Pixar movies. Is it Pixar yeah. or is that... I know it was Disney proper. Uh, yeah. No, it was Disney. Uh, Killer of Demons 669 says Braun more like Yawn. Okay, you guys keep talking that stuff. I'm telling you, he's going to be a tough star. It's, it's in the stars. There's nothing you guys can do about it. That what? He's going to go to the main roster and maybe one day become U.S. champion? Yes, he'll be, he'll be a double champion, U.S. champion and world champion. Okay. Oh, man, Glenn's thinking like me now. What's I'm on the broad branch here. I'm early on this train. I'm by myself. But when everybody's singing his praises by WrestleMania 45, I'll be like, yeah, no, I was saying that the whole time. And he'll be Rex Steiner by then. Maybe that'll help. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. So... <laughs> Jack and Wesley met up. Uh, Fallon, Henley, and Kevin Great James. Great promo by Wesley. That yeah, was good. It was mm. good. They're going to have a match at Vengeance Day. And so will Fallon, Henley, and Kiana James challenging Chance and Carter for the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships at Vengeance Day. Yeah, because they're BFS now. Yeah, I love how Helen was like furious. Like, how dare you make this decision without me to challenge for these titles? And then like literally 10 minutes later, she's like, okay, I thought about it. And we're going to challenge for the titles. <laughs> <laughs> um, Cora J was talking to Mackenzie Mitchell about her issues with Lyra Valkyra. I know we're all we're all thinking about that. We're all wondering does Cora have growing issues with Lyra Valkyra? But then something happened in the NXT parking lot, the most dangerous parking lot in all of. Did you not fear the worst when they say Mackenzie something is happening in the parking lot? Because I was like, oh, oh, it's over. Yes, yes. I, I was very fearful. Uh, but Nikita Lyons, a car. Ran over Nikita Lyons' knee. Glenn, how are you feeling about this? I need to know. Uh, just what the okay. fuck, man? Like, like, and that's the thing. I just, I need to know that Nikita's okay. Like, not physically. I mean, just mentally, from the way that NXT is this this push pull start stop, this run that was underway and then never really happened. Beyond that, I don't understand. I don't understand. It makes no sense to me. Uh, if you look back I mean, to when she was supposed to go to Canada, they're protecting, she couldn't go to Canada. They're protecting people from, from. Well, I thought they were just protecting us from having to see her try to wrestle. Jeez. Jesus, Isa, I wow. like Nikita. I like <laughs> Nikita. I have no problem with it. I just think that her decisions behind. The I don't do. I think she's her. good. I think she has a presence. Yeah. But they weren't going to win that tournament. <laughs> that tournament was neither here nor there. That tournament, they were going to do a one-off appearance on SmackDown that had nothing to do with NXT. Right, but it might have opened a can of worms. Like, well, if we're going to make her the world champion, she's going to need to go around the world, and you can't go around the world if you haven't been vaccinated. NXT never goes around the Florida. world. They don't get out yeah. of Florida. <laughs> You're absolutely right. I'm not speaking for me. It's not WWE thinks. 
She's a world yeah. champion. Yeah. She's the world champion of Jacksonville, Florida. She's the world champion of Clearwater. If she's, got if she's got some, you know, issues with the Vax, that would should make her more over in Florida. Uh, <laughs> she, you know? She's oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, Joe Gacy should be cutting promos about, you know, protect yourself and your loved ones, you know, and be out there if they really want Joe to get heat in Florida, you know? The anti-vax world champion would slap, okay? Regardless of what you literally think about it, if the heel was like an anti-vaxxer in Florida, I'm, I'm here for that. Um, But, and I say this because I was curious what the issue was, and I looked into it. I mean, people know my beliefs and my thoughts on it. Best I could tell, she didn't disclose that she was against anything, but for a medical reason, right. she did not get it. It's not like she's one of these people that's out there spreading the rhetoric or rumors or things like that. I don't know. I mean, the, the, in my mind, there's a difference. There's absolutely a difference in a lot of, because of how tribal the world is, a lot of people get thrown into a box because they're anti-vaxxers. So you just think of them in one light. But I've seen a lot of athletes who don't believe in getting vaccinated because their bodies are their temple and they're cognizant of every little drop that goes into their bodies. And oh. If they're a little skittish about it, they don't want, Kyrie Irving is an example. There's a lot of athletes who do not want needles in their bodies for their own reasons. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a political thing. That's a little weird too, because uh, like it's kind of it's kind of like it's kind of like the iPhone hypocrisy. Take whatever stand you want, but we're all using these devices made by right. slave labor in China. Yes. Like, so don't give me this like I measure every single molecule and chemical that goes in my body. It's like no, you don't. You're, you're like, and I guarantee you, every anybody who says that there is like you could find somewhere off in a dark corner they're vaping or they're doing. I'm not saying this about Nikita. I'm just saying that there is always people always have the dumbest exceptions to these things. In fact, the more you you tout that I never do X, Y, and Z, and you live your life by this this rule, I guarantee you, the more you tout it, the dumber the 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 hypocrisy is 100%. of what it is. Just look at you Bill know? Cosby; <laughs> he was touting a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, Cliff Huxable, though. Cliff Huxable's uh, a good man. I mean, that we know of. I don't trust anyone anymore. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Oh, it's tough. Ah, uh, I'm glad Night Court's back. Night yeah, Court's good back. numbers too. I'm glad to see that it's. I've always loved the theme song for Night Court. Oh but my I haven't God. necessarily gotten into the show, but I've been watching the new Night Court. It's, you know, it's it's not that bad. I'll say that. I I, I kind of like it. Like biggest debut of a new series this season. It's pulling in like Friends numbers by huge today's numbers. Standards. It's doing it's doing better than they could have ever imagined. It's insane because uh, I mean I feel like that was never a huge show back in the day. Yeah, in its day, like I don't think it was ever number one or anything like that. No. It's just like a show that was on, and now it's like the biggest. For nine show. years, yeah. So Night Court is the sting of <laughs> entertainment, and that like Sting was never like the guy, and whatnot. <laughs> but now he's like this huge legend with some time to look back. Yes. Yes. Uh, take that, John Larroquette. You're the sting. <laughs> Do you know John Larroquette won so many Emmys in the 80s for Best Supporting Actor on Night Court? He finally said, stop nominating me. We need to give other people a chance. Wow. That's yeah. a flex. Crazy. Uh, so what happened? I, I But yes, Nikita was taken to a local medical facility. Uh, hopefully she'll be back in the ring soon. Uh, I'm assuming it was Zoe Stark that did this. I could see it for sure. It was a Mercedes, a so I think it was Tony D'Angelo because we've seen him drive one before. Oh, you said a Mercedes? Yeah. <laughs> Don't get those rumors started. I, I know somebody who's Mercedes. Wouldn't that be amazing if she came <laughs> back to NXT? 
I'm yeah, talking about the car, people. I'm talking about the car. Everybody she should come, relax. come so back to NXT me. and just be, this was the happiest I was ever in my professional wrestling career. This is where I want to stay. Yeah, that's not yes. how it's going to go. I could see Mercedes Monet or Sasha Banks pitching that she comes back to NXT. And I would love, just like AEW false advertised, NXT needs to lean into it. And like Nikita Lyons should be like, oh, I got hit by a Mercedes. She probably did it for money. You know, <laughs> just to make you think that maybe she's going to show up. I still think it was Tony D'Angelo. Why? Why though? To protect us. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so we had the championship summit at the end. Roxanne Perez, Gigi Dolan, and JC Jane coming face to face ahead of their NXT Women's Championship match, a Vengeance Day. And Roxanne was just sitting there, you know, practically had popcorn out as Gigi and JC were just going back and forth, tearing into one each other. But wouldn't you know it, it was all an elaborate ruse, and they started beating down <laughs> Roxanne Perez. And the show ended with them together, reunited, and it felt so good as they held up that NXT Women's Champion. Did you notice that when they were brawling, Booker T was like, wait, wait, I got one more question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Booker, get out of the ring, bro. He's got to get his shit in, man. <laughs> I will say during the part in which we were getting faked out by, by Toxic Attraction, I love the reactions in the background from Booker T and Roxanne. They were doing a good job at just, like you said, popcorn, enjoying it, like let them go at it. But it doesn't make uh, Roxanne look very smart in this situation. But I thought it was a fun segment. Yeah, I like that they did this for the whole show and they committed to a show-long segment of them kind of splitting up or whatnot, but then the heels came together. And you know in the match they're going to have their problems too, but right. I mean, this is something to do, and it was fine. I have no problem with the storyline. It, it just kind of seemed very obvious, and, and I think the thing that made Roxanne look so bad is not only did she get tricked by it, but like she clearly believed it, the character, where she was saying, oh, this is so great. I'm just enjoying all of this. Right. And, it's kind of a snooty thing. It's not really a babyface thing to say. You kind of want to be like, well, I, you know, I'm going to just win my title or whatnot. But Roxanne got a little too comfortable there. Oh, it is. Based on her feud with Cora J, where she was just blocking her, you can tell she's that kind of person that likes the confrontation when it's other mm. people. She just doesn't mm. like it when it comes to her. I got that vibe off of mm. her, what we've seen from her. Yeah. And uh, I love the moment, though, when this ended, when... Gigi and JC were in each other's faces and then they just sort of broke and yeah, they just smiled. Yeah. Uh that was good. That's gonna go in the in the in the video package. That's yeah. a highlight moment. But no, this was a good end to the show. Uh Roxanne's wait, wait, I got one more question. I'm kidding. <laughs> Roxanne's <laughs> not losing. Roxanne is not losing that feud. I'd uh bet money on it. Um, but maybe toxic attraction goes to the main event. Nah. To the main roster, yeah, they've they're lost sending everybody maybe. to the main roster. We're gonna, we're gonna leave NXT naked. <laughs> it, maybe Mandy Rose comes back at the Royal Rumble or whatnot, but like, I don't see Toxic Attraction as a tag team doing much of anything on the main roster going up together. If they would have gone with Mandy Rose, it could have really been something in terms of them getting the rub and being together right. for a while. But I think now they should just definitely double down on NXT and, and developing them there, yeah. Uh, Sheed Black is asking the real questions. First saying Night Court was good back in the day. By the way, is Fatburger overrated? No, no, God, no. Sheed, come on, my guy. Me and Sheed <laughs> argue about a lot, but I was hoping that this is a point that we'd be able to agree with. Fatburger is underrated, if anything. I mean, Ice Cube, the Beastie Boys have all shouted it out. So there's your stamps of approval right there. Uh, they have a great vegan menu, strangely. I did like the one a pound burger challenge. I almost threw up, but I completed it. 
Wait, why is one pound one pound? Oh, like, yeah, I guess that's a lot. That's oh, oh, believe me. That is a lot. I can't even eat a full quarter pound. <laughs> I'll never do it again. I'll never do it again. But I completed it. My face is on the wall in the Hollywood Fat Burger, the, the most famous Fat Burger, because yeah. I finished it. And uh, it was the proudest I'm moment sorry. of my career. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, the vegan menu, they have the Impossible Burger. They have a Boca Burger. So they have two different types of vegan burgers. They have impossible chicken nuggets. They have vegan milkshakes. Wow. Like I really, I really enjoy fat burger. The times we've ordered it, the fries though, I think are both the fat fries and skinny fries are okay. But I'll tell you this fat burger. If I had a choice between fat burger and in and out, fat burgers, not going to have the long line and you're probably going to be just as satisfied in and out all day, every day. Yeah, I love In-N-Out. That's crazy to hear you say that being an East Coaster, Isa. But you know, oh no, I will pick Shake Shack over In-N-Out. But I'm oh. we're talking Fat Burger and In-N-Out. I'm picking. The problem is, it depends on what mood you're in, right? If you're in the mood to where you're like, oh, I want to eat a burger, but I don't want to feel like I'm shitting on my diet, you go with Shake Shack. Shake Shack tastes like the weirdest, healthier version of all of these burger, you know, places <laughs> that we talk about. Where In-N-Out. And it's not healthy, but it, it feels like it's the healthier made. It's like the smaller burger. When I'm talking like in and out, that's just like I'm going to break my diet today and I'm going to commit stomach mm. suicide. I'm going to in and out. So I I, I put them both up. I, my least favorite out of all of them is Whataburger. And now I have my friends telling me that I have to give it another chance this weekend since I'll be in Texas because they were oh. like, maybe I've only had it once and I hated it. And my friends are like, maybe you oh just God. got... They were like, maybe they just didn't make it right. So supposedly I got to give it another shot this weekend. We'll see. I went to Austin, Texas and had a Whataburger. It was the worst, not fast food. It was the worst food I've ever had in my life. Thank wow. you. And, I, and I'm in the same say. position. Well, my friends are like, well, no, you got to give it another chance. And I was looking forward to it. I was not going in there skeptically. I was like, I cannot right. wait to have Whataburger. No, I like, I like burgers. The problem is that I eat my burgers plain, just cheese and ketchup, right? Because yeah. we've discussed my, yeah. we discussed my issues with, with how picky I am with food. So the burger itself has to be good because that's all I'm eating. And I just didn't, I didn't like it. I would put, somebody just mentioned in the chat, I think Five Guys is a much better burger than Whataburger by a mile. Yeah. Okay, I'll say, it, I'll say in my personal estimation, it's In-N-Out number one. Shake Shack 2, Five Guys 3, in terms of that vibe of the off-brand fast food. Right. Right. I, I will say Shake Shack, in and out and yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Whataburger was a one-time thing. Maybe, maybe if I have time this weekend, I'm not excited to give it another chance, though. <laughs> I'll say you didn't just help my case either by reminding no, no, me I'm how bad it is. Scenario. My favorite part of Whataburger was, like, I think they had, like, a Chipotle ketchup, but only because it drowned out the flavor of the terrible food. <laughs> But let me let me just pause this. And you know, I haven't had I haven't eaten meat or animal products in ages. But uh, let me let me remind everybody the original sort of you know handcrafted, more old school style artisanal burger. Let me remind you all, Wendy's still exists, and Wendy's does some damn good food. Not anymore. I think Wendy's had the best fries until they recently changed it to the crispy fries. Wait, Before that, the, the pre-crispy era of Wendy's fries were the best fast food fries I've ever had. I feel like, I don't know, because I've been trying to eat a lot healthier for a while now, but I feel like Wendy's a couple of years back, a Baconator, a Baconator would really, like, really be the, the shit, right? Now, the Baconator is the shit in a whole different way. Like, it doesn't feel like they're making it with the same kind of, I don't know, something changed about Wendy's. Yeah, I agree. Interesting. 
Interesting. Dave Thomas passes away and then everything goes to hell. Uh, <laughs> Sheet Black, $4.99. Whataburger's like Sonic, but Sonic is good and better than Whataburger. Here's the biggest mistake that we make on the on a regular basis here. In fact, I, I was looking today because I was trying to figure out the dates I did the podcast last year. I missed the podcast for this reason. We were like, Sonic delivers and the onion rings and the tater tots are vegan. Let's just get onion rings and tater tots from Sonic. And we ate those and I felt so ill I couldn't do the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever had food at Sonic. I've been to Sonic maybe a couple of times in my life. Like we always go on the way to Vegas, but I only get the drinks and stuff like that. The shakes that they have. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, man. I mean, we we're back on the on the healthy eating. So it's just Yeah, all... me too. It's a new year, new me. I'm I'm on that too. Yeah. I know this is this. I've been on it for a couple of months now, and this is why I'm like, I'm trying to use that as an excuse for this whole Whataburger, but my friends are really, really, ins- they are so disappointed that I hated it. They're like, well, you only had it once, and I'm like, that's all it takes. <laughs> like, yeah. how many times am I supposed to eat a burger to decide if I hate it or not? <laughs> I've been on a big kick with charred and collard greens lately, and like, just I want those like heavy greens. Collard greens are the greatest. Well, they're great because you only have to stir fry them for like a minute, and then it's like, boom, ready to go. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, and it's actually we're getting off the podcast after eight o'clock. I'm not eating after eight o'clock. So it's like, I'm done. I'm done. For oh, are day. you doing intermittent fasting? No, I'm just trying. I've noticed that the times when I lose weight and keep it off, it's when I don't eat after eight. Oh. I mean, there's probably that effect. Right. You know? If you don't eat late, unless unless, <laughs> you're the, unless you don't sleep and you're working out late at night, it is suggested yeah. that you don't eat late at night because it kind of just sits there. When, yeah. With my stomach, like illness that I have, it's like a slow, my stomach process things slower. They, one of the things I suggest is that I don't eat after a certain time. I oh, feel yeah, like me, a, me, me. I feel like a gremlin sometimes, but it helps. Yeah. <laughs> and when I've been having a snack, the last thing I eat, I'll just do like popcorn. And I started doing this cause I don't like, uh, I don't like getting my hands greasy. I've been eating popcorn with chopsticks for a few years now. What? Yeah. Well, no, it's here's the, if, that. no, but here's the thing. If you want to enjoy popcorn and not just like scarf it down, you know, like just bury your face in there. Like it's a great, like you will eat popcorn so slow <laughs> that you will really enjoy it. It'll last forever. And you'll, you won't want any more by the time you get done. Wow. That's good. It's just like popcorn is like the most anti-chopstick food. Cause we all see the yeah. memes of people like eating popcorn. It's not just like, yeah, <laughs> it's been nice. Uh, sheet black buck 99 Alfred, no smoked turkey legs for you. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Always, I know Issa doesn't like smoked turkey legs, but if, when you're in Eaglewood, I could take you to Kenny Q's barbecue, the best barbecue in California, no less in the world, and they've got the greatest smoked turkey legs. I love me some smoked turkey legs, uh, whether it's Disneyland or anywhere. Interesting, I'll hold you to that after you had to buy all of my drinks because Cody's not winning the Rumble. That's not what that's not what the bet was. The bet, I believe, was if Roman it was some if crazy the rock, thing. if the yeah, rock the eliminates rock eliminate, Cody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to change my bet. Listen, I just want to get free drinks. Leave me alone. <laughs> but is it but is the rock in in ring shape for he had how long to get in ring shape? I just think Listen, it's it's a whole different beast, okay? Just let him make his excuses and, and that's what it is. The rock fears the tribal chief. Ripball Singh saying, uh, thanks, I'm taking chopsticks to the cinema now. You know where I got the <laughs> no. idea from? Um, I've known women that have elaborate fingernails they have done, and they don't want to ruin their nails or get their nails greasy. And so they'll eat, like, Cheetos or any snacks with chopsticks. Yeah, it's the same way. Do you know that I have a – it's weird, but I carry uh, tweezers for the ATM machines because I can't even get the, oh, yeah. the car in and out because of my nails. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot – and then you don't want to eat 
certain things because they get under your nails. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. It's a, it's a good way to live. Uh, so that's the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Look at us making it almost to exactly an hour. Follow Isa online at NYC Demon Diva. That's Diva with a one. She's on Twitter. Follow Alfred is at This Is Nasty. I'm at Glenn Rubenstein. And hey, if you like this podcast, comment, like, share, subscribe, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Tomorrow night, AEW. It'll be a big, big show, big, big tribute tomorrow night. And we'll be back, of course, on Friday. What is Sammy Zayn? Is Sammy Zayn going to show up Friday? Stay tuned. He better not. He got told not to. Well, we'll see. I love they did that, by the way. It's a great way to build up the Royal Rumble because I am dying to see what this final test is at the Royal Rumble. There you go. We'll see you, you Friday. You we'll see you Friday on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time and if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just six dollars limited time only price and participation may vary cannot be combined with any other offer single item at regular price Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.